You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another fabulous episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I'm your host, Michael Kushner. And, uh, I, you know... Uh, it's been busy over here, you know, it's just been really busy, um, so I apologize that I've been sort of, like, on this weird podcast release schedule, I'm trying to get back on it, (laughs) it's just been, I mean, busy's great, right, busy's, we want busy, um, but, uh, you know, I'm teaching at two schools now, I'm at NYU, and the Norwalk Conservatory, and I'm in the studio, and, um, looking at some producing projects and uh starting a new a new book i can't really tell much about that though yet but it is happening (gasps) um and also the world is really hard (laughs) you know so like there are times where i'm literally like all right laptops down computers down everything down time to unplug (laughs) you know um, but anyway, have you been seeing any good theater? Anything good? Um, we have. What did we see? We see a lot. Um, I saw Emergence Off-Broadway, which was really, really cool. We went to the first preview of that. And I'll say forever that Titanic is just absolutely wonderful and amazing. Um... There are things I'm really... Ex- oh, 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 oh. I went to the Wicked 20th anniversary show and party. That was one of the best nights ever. Um, I wore the red tracksuit. For those of you that don't know that story, on January 7th... Well, January 9th was Adina's last schedule show in 2005. But on January 7th, um, during the melting, the trap door was unfortunately open... And she fell through, uh, breaking two ribs. She was rushed to the hospital and had to miss the last two shows. But on the January 9th show, which was her last scheduled show, she shows up for the last scene in a red tracksuit. And I wore the red tracksuit to the show and the party. And I'm not, uh, I mean, like humble brag, but it was, it was a hit. Sorry, guys. It was a hit. And I got to see the lady of the hour herself as well who I just photographed and that was very nice and wonderful and we got a picture which you can see on Instagram at the Michael Kushner please follow 
And um, so that was really awesome. I sat third row, like center too. So thanks to my bestie Ryan, who's currently in the show, and I was his plus one. It was so sweet. Um, and as for TV, you know, strike aside, we do love reality TV shows. So we're in the, you know, it's getting really intense in Big Brother. How heteronormative of me. Um, and my husband. Uh, and of course, Drag Race UK. And uh, we love um, Catherine Butch so much. And um, Bake Off. So that's that's my update. Another update is, you know, I'm doing strike-friendly rates in the studio. So get thee to the studio. Um, I only have, like, very few left in 2023. I'm pretty much booking into 2024 now. Um, so if you need something before 2024, I have, like, three shoots left. So come in um, and let's have some fun. Let's get you ready for when TV film auditions start back up. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Oh, you should like head to michaelkushnerphotography.com for more. But let's get into the episode. I have one of my absolute idols turned friend in, and you'll hear more about that in the episode. Uh, on this on this episode, Francis Raffel, the original Tony-winning Eponine, and Norman Bowman, as we talk about Cabaret and Concert as they gear up for their... Upcoming 54 Below show, Francis Raffel and Norman Bowman, Frankie and Bosie, which is on November 10th and 11th uh, at 7 p.m. So you can go to 54below.org and check out how to get web, uh, how to get websites, how to get tickets there. But I'm going to be there. So um, see you there. And you're not going to miss the show. You're not going to want to miss the show because... Frankie is amazing, and Norman is incredible, and I can't wait to see them together. So let's get into this, okay? Frances Raffel premieres her brand new cabaret, Frankie and Bosie, also starring leading West End star Norman Bowman. From the Highlands to Hollywood, Brigadoon to Broadway, Scotland to Sondheim, they humorously celebrate the ups and downs of imperfect relationships. Frances Raffel, Frankie, originated the role of Eponine in Les Miserables in London and on Broadway, winning the coveted Tony Award. Frances has performed in many musicals and plays, including Roxy in Chicago, Queenie in the Wild Party, and Piaf in Pam Gem's Piaf. Frances is also a recording artist, composer, and writer. Norman Bowman, Bosie, is currently appearing as Sam in Mamma Mia in the West End, having just finished filming the role of Sir William Herbert in the feature film Firebrand alongside Jude Law's Henry VIII. Other leading roles include Marius and Les Mis, Danny and Grease, Strap and Cats, and Sky and Guys and Dolls. As always, please like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends, your family, whoever wants to listen. And my book is available, How to Be a Multi-Hyphenate in the Theater Business, which you can get on Amazon and the Drama Bookshop, uh, on the Rutledge website, and follow on Instagram, at the Michael Kushner or at Dear Multi-Hyphenate. And uh, enjoy the episode. Is it pizza? Um, it's, it's, it's battered fish and chips. Oh, that sounds so good. Oh, darling, do you want to eat it now? No, it's okay. On the a podcast, will eat... they will love the it. Kids eat... What? You can eat it now what if you want. Eat? Who cares? <laughs> I'll eat the yeah, as part of the podcast. I uh, know that, would... that that nobody needs to see me eating. Well, people will pay big money for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I know there's websites for it. That's for sure. There are markets for it. Now you could do anything. I know it's true, isn't it? They literally watch people just sit there watching TV. I, you know what? This podcast is about multi-hyphenating in the theater industry, but you know how you can make an income on on anything is it's it's so. If you want to just watch TV and sign up on your OnlyFans, then listen to this episode, I guess. This <laughs> could be all senses, couldn't it? Really. What is, it could be what? Like give out like fish and chips into the audience and say, right now you can eat the fish and chips. This is the song. <laughs> you can eat it. I I love that so much. I mean, what, there was the Sweeney Todd off Broadway, the where they you could get the meat pies and eat them get during pies. the show. I think you had to have them before though, didn't you? You had to get there early for the meat pie. That is true. That is true. Because you don't want to, <laughs> you know, be eating we, the um, meat pie. When we did Sweeney Todd, the local baker gave us all the pies. And oh my God, I had so much because they would literally just use them. Nobody would eat them or anything like that. And then they would just go under this tray and 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 they were gonna get chucked. Where did you and do they... Sweeney? Oh no, I was I was Anthony. I was um and it was like 1999 or 2000. Where though? Yeah, where? It was in Stoke, uh, Newcastle under Lyme, which is actually, um, it's called the, what's it called? Uh, it's the original Old Vic, I think, or something. Oh, like wow. That. And it's it's actually where uh, Sweeney Todd as a book was written. It was first performed in that very venue um, as um, uh, not Sondheim, um, as as a play, yeah. Um, Did you say and, song uh, time? Sorry. Did you say song time? No, I didn't say song time. Song time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Frankie, you, darling. Frankie, did you ever do love it? No, I, I mean I love that role so much, but I I just think you know it's quite a hard song um, as far as keys go. I could do it, but you'd have to transpose it for me. I would love to see the two of you do Sweeney oh, yeah, and Love It. Idea. We should do that together. Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, well, um, uh, Frankie gets lower than I do, so I would need to... Change everything around. We'd have him up there and me You'd down. You'd be Sweeney and I'll be Mrs. Love It. <laughs> Honestly, I would love that very, very much. Um, you know, yeah. this is... Uh, Norman, I, 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 we're meeting for the first time. Frankie and I are friends for a bit now, which I love, but... Um, I tell this story a lot on the on the air because I think it is I think it really represents the industry and relationships in the industry. But, you know, when I was studying abroad in London during college, um, I saw that there was, uh, you know, Pippin is one of my favorite shows of all time. And um, I saw that the many a chocolate factory was doing it. And I got all my friends to go. I was like, I know like the space is amazing. And, and I know that this is going to be amazing. And one of my favorite actresses, Frances Raffel is in it. And I really would love to um, see it. So all my friends, we, we decided to go and we, we saw it and we sat front row and I didn't have the intention to stage door it. I, I really was just getting a drink afterwards. And for anyone listening that has been in the Many Chocolate Factory, the bar is um, right by the stage door. Now, if anyone knows Frankie Raffel, you know that if there's the bar there, Frankie Raffel will be there. So uh, <laughs> he does know you. He does know you really well. So um, I saw you come out in that foaming stall and I was like, oh my God, I have to say something. 
So I run up to you and I say, you know, I love you so much. I was just you as Eponine for Halloween, which I was. And you, which I later learned that when you are someone for Halloween in the UK, it's not necessarily the nicest of things. (laughs) But in America, when you are someone or something like in the drag community, it's usually because you love them so much it's an homage and so when i showed you the photo you're like oh that's not that's not bad and i was like yeah because i love you (laughs) so so you know it it was like you you made a big thing of saying i wasn't eponine i was you you know oh my god (laughs) yeah because i'm gay yeah i'll send it to you and you a cute little kid it was a, a while back wasn't it and you were you were a cute little kid almost still well, this then. is this was 2012 so i was yeah. you know i was 20 i was 20 i was junior year yeah. of college yeah and um so 12 years ago and i um Flash forward, years go by, a few years go by. Still are a cute kid, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> a few years go by, and I'm seeing Deconstructing Patty, which was a um, Seth Rudetsky concert that he did with Patty after um, on a dark night of war paint on Broadway. And she's singing I Dreamed a Dream, and she stops, and she goes, ladies and gentlemen, Francis Raphael. And you come on stage, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm I'm going to the after party. I can't wait to reintroduce myself so I go up to you and I go so I'm not sure if you and you interrupted me and go you or me as Eponine for Halloween (laughs) and I was like I was and you said I just moved here I don't have any friends want to hang out and I said I definitely do and now here we are and I think there's a lesson there of um of being real when it comes people are like how do you network how i hate networking and i'm like well networking isn't ever effective unless it's honest and you know this is a business podcast and people really listen to it about like um about how to sort of you know get their foot in the door and sort of make connections and how to build small businesses. But I think your, our story is, is it's, it, it's one of my favorites because it's about, it's about love. It's my love for you. And when I see you on stage and, and what your, what your, um, what Frankie Raphael means to me as an actor and now a friend. And I think there's a lot of inspiration in that. And um, I think that's what the industry represents is, is when you really love something and when you really feel it, then it's authentic. And then real connections come out of that. And now here we are talking about, you know, your show and, and how exciting that is. And I don't know, I just, I'm very happy that you guys are here chatting. Yeah, it's a real connection. It isn't like a net network thing. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, but, you know, at at the same time, grateful to have connections where we help each other too, you know, and we We, help each other, you know. We we definitely do. And, you know, you gave me your bed, which is now in my lake house, so. (laughs) So Wow. You've slept in that bed, Bozy Bo. Which one? Oh, the one that was, uh, the one one that the was in the apartment. Yeah, yeah. in the apartment. Which one? Yeah. It was but very now much it... from originally from 
oh what's that um carpet what's it called that carpet and home thing A abc carpet abc, ABC carpet and home. Oh, that's good stuff very posh shop yes yes okay so you guys have a show coming up at yes. 54 below norman are you aware of this uh yes i am I, that okay. was a silly little joke no i love it um it's coming up november 10th and 11th at 54 below i want to know when like you because you guys you know you guys are a little bit of a couple which i love right yeah. okay now i think people are when they have romantic partners that are also artists i think people are sometimes hesitant to work with each other but how did the conversation start like how um when did you ultimately decide to create this show and how has it been collaborating and communicating with each other go on Bozy. Uh, <laughs> um, it seems the most natural thing on the planet for us to have done something together. Um, I'm I'm not saying it was always uh, uh, I'd say a dead cert because um, Frankie, what she does is uh, is quite special and has got an incredible reputation. Uh, attached to that and in, in, as a cabaret performer it's not my domain as such I do gigs and I can stand up there and sing songs and stuff but not in the way Frankie does her shows so um, to have been even uh, asked <laughs> by Frankie if you know should we do a show together was you know I mean correctly I, I jumped to that opportunity and then you're immediately faced with the daunting prospect of delivering the goods. And uh, I say this time and again, but standing next to Frankie on the stage, you've really got to up your game. you got to be on the ball. you got to know what you're doing. And you got to stand a fighting chance of even coming across as remotely uh, uh, as dynamic, as entertaining, and as unique as Frankie. And so, singing... Bozy bow oh singing next to you so yeah he's an incredible singer and performer by the way but um it's interesting we are biased towards each other of course we, we are but 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 it's interesting we do have different offerings in this show Definitely. Uh, that we that keep us both on our toes about our you know what we can do what we can bring um, and it's quite interesting because we sing um, a few songs together where we're harmonising and he takes the high harmony and I take the low one. <laughs> and, and it's quite incredible. And then every now and then we cross over. But it's really interesting because... Yeah. Oh, I mean... Uh... That. He, and he can do it, you know. It's brilliant. We, we complement each other in our own ways and in different ways. And in that non-traditional sense that, you know, I, I do tend, I'm a, kind of pretty much a high tenor and you are, um, well, I mean, you could, you could do the sop when you want it. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the depth and the richness of your voice is, uh, it's, I think that's what also adds a certain uniqueness to what we do. Well, I say all the time that like, you know, Frankie's voice is one of my favorites and, 
for and rightly so i think you know my favorite voices are the ones that um sound gorgeous but also are filled with soul and personality and and frankie is is a perfect blend of that and I always, when I work with students, when I work with young people, I always implore young people to listen to, you know, Frankie's voice. And of course, they all know Les Mis, so they know Frankie. And I think everyone wants to sound like everyone else these days. Mm -hmm. And, but we have the most iconic performers and the most iconic performances that, you know, are the most legendary in the musical theater lexicon because of their, I don't want to say uniqueness because that word is so overused, but because of the emotional complex complexity that you allow through your performance. Like that's why Patty is also so beloved. You know, that is why um, Audra is so beloved because it's it's so rich and deep with emotion and, I totally agree with you, Bozy, about about Frankie's about you know her talent and um, I, I and and your availability on stage as well because you know I also saw you do you know Francis Raphael lives in New York in New York um, which was at the Green Room Forty Two and I loved seeing that side of you I, I loved getting to know you as a performer through that way and the sort of beatnik poeticism in that and that the 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 song choices so I mean what is is there anything that's going to be carried over from that show into this show is it a totally different vibe um what can we expect with this show between the two of you there is the beatnik um thing actually so we do vignettes that we've written together and um, based on a sort of a very British poet um, who's dead now, sadly, um, Ian Jury. Um, he's quite a famous one from the times we were growing up, actually, we're a very similar age, and we were growing up in the 60s, 70s. And he was a famous pop music poet, uh, an artist. And um, we've, we've not really stolen his style at all, but we've been inspired by his style so we've got a nice little bass and a drum and mm. we actually do vignettes to that in between the songs um so yeah the sort of thing that I've always done which is the sort of story within the cabaret if you know what I mean and the vignettes is in our show but but very much a Frankie and Bosey version of that um and we actually we do quite a lot of it's quite funny actually because we're we we both laugh because we're not really the best dancers in the world. We're able movers, but we do quite a lot of choreography together as well. It's so fun having someone else, you know, as a duet. <laughs> you know, I'm not all alone in a cabaret this time. So we we, we we should use we should use the word choreography very very loosely. We should I'm, really. Yeah, we do. We have we choreographed it ourselves. It's pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, more, like, than the thing is, more than that, okay? There's a little <laughs> bit more than that. Not much. And a little bit less than ballet. Um, but it's, it, it, you know, it's a, a one-hour show, and I think we wanted to add all those little elements to keep it interesting. 
um, as well. And of course, you know, a little bit of movement, a little bit of coordinated movement. And watching Frankie's daughter Eliza on stage and her 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 singers and and the way they just every now and then just a little a little kind of coordinated movement always kind of makes you go, ooh, nice, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not really uh, what we would call dancing, but it is little embellishments um, that help lift it just a little bit more. Two yeah. for tea and tea for two just no i'm so excited about that with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, I think that's a great conversation in terms of what cabaret and concert can be. Because I think um, many cabaret concerts we see song, a little bit of dialogue, song, a little bit of dialogue, song, a little bit of dialogue. But the best concerts, the best cabarets are the simplest and also one that focuses on a style or an idea and lets the audience go on that journey. I think, you know, it's very exciting for people to talk about um, career. That's very cool. But I think there's so much more exploration on the cabaret and concert stage. So what are you sort of exploring on on stage? What is sort of the idea, the through line of your piece? Who's going to answer? <laughs> it is a journey. It is literally a journey of a relationship from when they meet through to whatever kind of, uh, it's not Up even anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And we started off with a list of our songs that we just love and wanted to kind of have a go at singing. And then find then we we, we discovered a, a little bit of a narrative and, and 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 as as we kind of experimented a little bit more, um, the the idea of this this kind of journey really kind of came into play. Um, and you know we've both been uh, around the block, as it were. You know, we've got five kids between us. We've a couple of uh, exes. <laughs> um, so we certainly know what it's like to be in uh, relationships that are, you know, that are that are different. Um, they're exciting and they are, they, they require a lot of, I guess they require a lot of work and attention in, in places. And we thought, let's be honest about it. Let's not do something that's perfect. You know, because that's that that's that's a fantastical world that people get enough of, you know. So we're get we we're going to take you through the real kind of uh, 
journeys that you would all recognize. And we've had so many wonderful comments and they've all been based on different stages of the story, mm. whether it's the meeting, whether it's the, the falling in love part, whether it's the slightly kind of where things start to go a little bit south mm. or where it's about the reconciliation. Um, Giving away our story. Was that? <laughs> You've just given away our, our whole story. Oh, no, but I hate... Look, but it's obvious, isn't it? It's it's yeah, but there's 18 songs in there. There's 18 songs. Um, but it only takes an hour. It's funny, that. Varying mm -hmm. degrees of length. So what what we're giving away now it, it doesn't even touch upon the song choices and how we then go on that journey. And um, it's so wonderful and it's buried and there's the... Yeah, every emotion. Now you were you were talking about changing some keys, you know, figuring things out. Now, did you take certain songs and revamp them into different styles? Did you change up some vibes? Did you like how? What are the creative liberties you've taken in the song choices? Am I answering? <laughs> well, we we did um take some creative choices because we also changed some lyrics from quite some famous songs which might be shocking or might be fun you know we didn't change them massively just just yeah. to, no, to our story um style wise yeah we changed a little bit of style wise style, can't even say that word can you say style wise style wise <laughs> we changed a little bit um here and there um yeah most of the, most of them kind of fit in it they kind of we were drawn to them because they kind of naturally kind of fell into um slots in the story that we're looking to fill um like the argument song you know when we thought you know let's let, we need to find something where there's a little bit of antagonism a little bit of friction mm -hmm. so we just did a little google and found this great piece that we then modified a little bit but uh it's called know, confrontation oh, from Lemis. got it <laughs> just kidding. You have anything from Lame is. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <Do you? laughs> um, that's no that that's great. And I ask that just because people I don't think understand, and it comes very naturally for you guys, just because you know, uh, um I think you really do lead with what feels right with you and your creative choices, you know. Uh but for many people that are just starting now with Cabaret and Concert and don't even know where to start, I think figuring out, you know, the songs that really help tell your story, you can do anything you want to them. You could change the lyrics, you could change the keys, you could change the style. You know, at the end of um, Francis Raphael Lives in New York, you know, you did On My Own in 6-8 time, right? It was it was like a, like a doo-wop-y feel, right? Yeah. It was the, da, 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 da. it felt like 1950s yeah. and people are going to expect you to sing on my own, but they're not going to expect you to sing it in that way. And that's yeah. what is really exciting about cabaret and concert is that you can give them what they want, but you could also keep them on your toes. Nope. You can yeah. keep, okay. What am I trying to say? You can keep them on their toes and surprise them, which is that's very important. exciting. Important. I always yeah. think. I well, especially especially if you've been singing the song over a period of time. I mean, even for the sake of the artist, you know, if you're going to bring something fresh, you can't just keep singing the same way all the time. 
there is that but in cabaret anyway I, I feel like I don't want any of my audience ever to think they know what's coming next or oh you know we're in for a ballad or you know I always like the fact that we are on a sort of roller coaster ride together and they really don't know what's going to happen next and actually that's a big thing in the past with all my cabarets is that people have actually been a bit nervous and <laughs> I like that I like making the audience feel a little bit on edge. How so? Um, like what? Like what? Ex like what have people communicated with you that they were nervous about? Oh well, because a lot of the time, as you know, in the past, I I don't sing on the stage all the time. I'm always all over the shop and um, and grabbing people to be part of the action and making people sing and. Um, but um, actually, we're much safer, me and Bozy, but we're fun and we are very unusual. The, the piece we're doing is going to keep people on the edge of their seats anyway, because then they're not going to know what's happening next. But we are very, how can I say, we're not there to upset anyone or to make anyone feel dangerous or, you know, we're, we're actually quite a nice little couple, aren't we, on the stage? We're tame in our old age. Yeah. Uh... I love I love that so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, when we saw Donna McKechnie show um, yeah. after you blacked me out later that night. <laughs> That's my fault. I can't help it if you can't. <laughs> no, that was your friend's fault. So for anyone listening, <laughs> your friends decided to make pictures. Oh, yeah. Right. Who makes pictures of martinis. So. So I'm just like, yeah, sure. Top me up. Next thing you know, I'm waking up the next morning. I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't drank like that since college and my body, my body reminded me that. Um, so when we saw Donna McKechnie at 54 below, there was that sense of, she wasn't doing anything different, like different to the point where you're like, who is that on stage? That's not Donna McKechnie. But some of the heard the stories that she was telling were a little more dangerous and a little more, oh, we didn't know that. And the songs that she decided to sing and how she sang them. It was still, you know what you're going to get with Don McKechnie, but you're also going to get something else. Because that's what Cabaret and Concert is really exciting about is you're not wearing a costume. You're not wearing a lace front. You're you're not hidden behind uh, the fourth wall. Actually, the fourth wall is often broken in a cabaret and concert space. And one of the best things that I love about cabaret and concert is when people mess up, but in a way that is um, where it doesn't shake the performance, where they're like, it helps the audience get to know them through that cracked armor. And um, because audience members love to say, I was at that performance where you went up on this lyric <laughs> and then you did this and they love yeah. to, you know? So there is that exciting thing, that safe aspect of sort of living in that uncomfortable place, but not letting it distract from what is happening on stage because you want the story to be told but it doesn't need to be absolutely perfect word for word um, note for note and you can have a little laugh if you want you know but i love the intimate space the fact that the room is so intimate that's why people really feel like when they can see when something 
messes up. It's it's mm. so obvious, it's right there, yeah. and they love it. I know. And we're gonna try not to mess up, but you never know. Right. The idea is to like not to mess up, but if it happens, it's forgivable. Have the two of you ever been in a space where you've seen a performer mess up, but it was actually like really endearing or it was really inspiring or it was something you'll never forget? Any else? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen anyone else, babe? I know what, we had a big mess up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, th the thing is, uh, is in those situations, if you're really, really embarrassed, the audience will be embarrassed. If you laugh it off, if you make light of it, they will love it. You know, just they are hanging on what you're going to do next, you know. And if if you feature the flaw, if you make a thing of it um, and, and a light of it, I think people absolutely love that. And the ones, you know, that say that, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, w I went to the theatre that night when there was a, you know, this happened and, we had a night in Mamma Mia where the, the understudy had a nosebleed in the middle uh, and just before curtain up in act two. And he was wearing a white wedding dress, not to give too much away. He couldn't continue. They had to get the third cover on. And he was a bigger boy. Like the, the understudy was a big boy and the third cover was a huge boy, like muscular. And they, they made the announcement. But you, you can only imagine what the audience thought when this really like mini Schwarzenegger dude <laughs> turned up in the wedding dress they would have loved that because they knew that that didn't happen every night uh, right yeah especially <laughs> it's the best That's... thing of life here it really is it really is and I just the I just you know anyone that li is listening to this about if they're inspired to write their own cabaret and concert I want them to know like it's you know the stakes aren't I think a lot of younger performance perform. I think a lot of younger performers use cabaret and concert these days as a way to meet a casting director or to get to showcase. But yeah. it's it's so much more than that. What is cabaret and concert to you? Like, what is the purpose of you doing this show together? What is it? I don't know. No. Um, I think from I think from an audience perspective and from a friend's perspective, like this is a beautiful way for you to communicate and create with each other and share your love. Like, who doesn't love to see love in front of them and and see it flourish and and for us to know that story? I think that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really obvious even in just how you're talking about the show. It's like, that's a beautiful, that is a beautiful thing to share love, especially in this crazy time where the world is experiencing massive turmoil. Like it's okay to experience love. That's at least from like an audience perspective. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's something... We do have love and obviously it's lovely to be working together and it but really it's quite um like a sensible idea for the two of us to get an act together it means that we can work together it means that we can travel together and work together so actually it's more about being sensible and doing it together and it's really lovely having a partner in crime to work with you know mm -hmm. I'm so used to doing one woman shows and it's just so fantastic having a teammate you know which is lovely mm -hmm. 
going back to your showcase thing with the students um, or people that have just finished, you know, um, and they're ready to go out into the world, it's really, really important for them to go and see cabaret, go and see other people, go and see who's good, go and see who's bad, go and see what they want to put, portray. Because what I have noticed in the past, a lot of young um, people do a cabaret and you you say, have you, you know, what have you seen? What in, inspired you? And a lot of them say, well, I haven't been. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. Even performers, even professional performers, established professional performers don't bother going to see other artists. They don't learn. You learn from seeing it. And cabaret, meaning um, performing in a small, intimate space, is is something that you actually, it's another job. It's not like taking on a theatre job. It's something different from that. It's its another thing you need to learn. I can't think of the word now I'm trying to look for, but um, it, it... It's also a privilege to get that close to some of these particular performers, to see the, almost the inner workings and, and, and um, behind the magic of some of those kind of, people that um, um in a theater you're you're much more distanced from yeah it, it is a privilege and it is it is something you can learn from but also um by doing cabaret you learn how to work an audience and the more you do the more you learn and that's a skill in itself that's the word i was looking for it's a skill different from acting in a play or a musical on a, in a theatre show. But we're the lucky ones. We're the, we're the ones that get to do what we love and get paid for it and even get an applause at the end. The, the, we don't need much encouraging to, to, to get up there and do something. But between the two of us, you know, we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of stage time experience. And it, it was, without a shadow of a doubt, the, the, the simplest and easiest of ideas to have um, um, putting it together has been, you know, uh, uh, exciting too, and it's still evolving. Um, there will be a couple of tweaks for New York that we um, that we will be um, implementing because it's. We were meant to like rehearse through the whole piece, weren't we? We didn't rehearse at all. We actually ended up rewriting some of it, didn't we? And it was so much fun. But yeah, it, it's amazing how many hours just went, and then we were like, "Oh, we didn't even rehearse the lyrics." Of you know the things that we need to rehearse <laughs> now you're in scotland yeah. well you mentioned actually that scott scotland is quite a big theme in our show isn't it yeah to sondheim to we're bringing our worlds together showbiz yeah. queen musical theater boy and now there's and now there's even more of that bringing it to new york because you know frankie has a relationship with new york and it, yeah. uh, and Bozy, do you have a relationship with New York? Like, have you ever? Did um, you ever live here? No, I've never lived there. No, um, I, I, I'm one of New York's many uh, lovers. Uh, you know, I've been over a f quite a few times now, and I did work there. I was there with um, uh, Macbeth in 2014 mm -hmm. uh, at the Armory. Um, so I have worked there once. But that one month was just the most incredible thing to me. And I've always said if my work was to stop um, after that job, I would I would have been grateful wow. for it. 
for that because to 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 do New York to do Shakespeare, which I absolutely adore, um, uh, and with with a knight, Sir Kenneth Branagh, we had the most incredible people come to watch that production, um, and I've 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 only been a couple of times since then, but to go back and and actually do a gig at fifty four below is it's just a- like. It's such a great space. I love 54 Below. I I produce there. I'm producing two shows there right now. And I and, um I was lucky enough to be asked by Jen Tepper and 54 Below to do um a pride show when 54 Below reopened after the pandemic. And every time I'm on that stage, every time there is a sense of of um honor. Like I love that stage and I, it does not go unno- uh, unnoticed that like you perform on that stage, Patty performs on that stage, legends perform on that stage, and um, and I get to as well. And it serves a, a massive purpose. But you're talking about you know people that saw you do the Scottish play at the Armory, but people are gonna like lovers of the two of you are gonna be seeing you at 54 below and people that might have never seen you before that have like you know grew up with the white album but haven't had a chance to see you Mm -hmm. in person yet and that's what's so exciting about these performances is that any every time it is a new opportunity for someone else to fall in love with you and uh, that's why I love cabaret and concerts so much. Um, and, you know, both of you are are really hard workers um, and you both have multiple things going on at once. So when creating the show, like for people, because not, you know, many people that write their own cabarets and concerts, um, it's not the only thing that they do. They do it because they have a story to tell on top of, everything else that they're doing so when do you work the best when do you communicate your ideas do you set aside um time like a specific time a week or do you just sort of like text each other or when you're cuddling in bed you're like actually we should do this like what are the sort of when do you find that time to talk about the structure of the show Usually in the uh, in the, the the month or two prior to the next gig, <laughs> I mean, we, we put in a lot of hours at the start. Um, you know, it's hard to, really to come up with all yeah, the ideas. Yeah, but nothing was forced. It mm-hmm. all came. It all seemed to come quite freely, quite naturally, and so that meant you know just maybe we'd hear another song and I'd go, oh, listen to this. And we'd go, right, we're going to use that. And then we'll find a way to kind of weave that in. Um, And that's, like I say, it's ongoing. You know, having now done it a few times at Crazy Cox and and watched it, you know, irrespective of how much it's been loved by those who keep coming time and again, we feel like we can hone it that little bit more, finesse it a little bit more. Um, God, we even keep thinking of other songs, but that's... No, that's, that's really hard, isn't that's it? That's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. Stick. I mean, if anything, we can't expand it anymore. So right. it, would, it would be at the expense of something else. There might but want to be for this time, but, but um, also, like, you know, we've already paid for the arrangements. You know, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not cheap to do at Cabaret, you know, if you've got a band and everything. So it's like, uh, yeah, can we afford another song? 
Right. And there are so many expenses that go into cabaret and concert, right? The yeah. the instrumentalist, the charts itself, yeah. re rehearsal space, if you're renting Ooh. out rehearsal space. Yeah. yeah. And the flights, flights for you guys to come over here. We've not here made any money on it. Yeah, I think we've done. No, we'll never, probably never make any money. <laughs> Who does? We've got about four, four, four gigs and we still haven't made anything on. Um, yeah. We'll get but, there. Yes, it is an investment. And, definitely, um, definitely. And it's good that you have this show in your back pocket. And I still think, I, I want you to do like P-Town this summer i want you to do like oh, a i really want to can can someone sort that out please i've never even been there i'll you've never been to p-town i've been to p-town i know you have i've not <laughs> you've been to p-town i love it there so That's much yeah it's gorgeous and a lot god the, the the love for musical theater out there is just like wow yeah, yeah i did um my longest my longest stay was this past summer eight days and it was it's just such a great um it's just such a great town. Um, I tried doing Fire Island for a second, but I don't really match with the energy. But in P-Town, there's galleries, restaurants, multiple drag shows, multiple, you know, it's just there's a lot more to do there. And I'm, I'm a person that likes to do stuff. So, um, but you guys would be perfect in P-Town. Oh, my God. They would go so Rosie wears a skirt anyway in the show. So, you know, it's perfect, right? Alan? Almost drag, you know. It doesn't bode well if you're calling it a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Respect for the kilt, my dear. Now, Bozy, I'm looking at your pictures on the on the on the 54 below website right now of you and the kilt, and um I'm I'm happy with what I see. <laughs> hot, hot, That's hot. good to hear. Both of you are hot, though. You're both hot. <laughs> so if anything, anyone should just go to 54 Below and see these two very hot people. Yay. So, so the show is November 10th and 11th at um at seven o'clock both shows are at seven o'clock which is great so you know head to the 54 below website get your tickets now for november 10th and 11th and i'll see you if see anyone's you. yeah you? i think i'm gonna be at the temp see you at 54 below and uh signing off Mwah. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.